It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ on demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. Your girlfriend up and got fit. And she is looking good at the gym, but she's wearing less and less. Kind of making you uncomfortable. How do you handle something like this? It's going on in one of our listeners' lives. We'll get to that in a couple of seconds as we get the podcast started. Let's go. This influencer, and she is horrifying fans because normally she does like beauty content, makeup tutorial, stuff like that. Shares her lifestyle. And she was videotaping herself getting her monthly exam or yearly exam um, for us normal people. You get it once a year. And she pans over and shows the doctor and she goes, this doctor is my dad. He's been giving me my annual well checkups since I was born. And they even discovered that her boyfriend was cheating on her, you know, Usher stuff. And so he found that on his daughter and they do it once a month. He gives her her checkups once a month. Go back. How did he figure out her boyfriend? She, oh, because she got yes. a disease, uh, an Usher. STD. Yeah. I got it. So he was like, mm, I got to let you know some bad news. Oof, what have you wanted your dad as your gyno? That would be an obvious no. And your I dad's also. That's a nice guy. I think he'd have been in your, you know, <laughs> working towards your best interest. That's enough. But I did look it up because I was like, is this. Uh, illegal to do. It's just frowned upon to work on your family members and close friends as a physician. According to the American Medical Association guidelines, it's kind of just like this ethical thing. And you obviously do not want to be someone that is prescribing something to loved ones just in case it goes wrong. That blood is on your hands for many reasons. Well, think about doing surgery. Like, I get it. It's an emergency uh, car accident, you got to pull out a pocket knife and yeah. save a family member's life. I get that. But if it is a scheduled, prepared surgery for you to go in there and cut a loved one open, what if something bad happens? Yeah. So uh, 3710 just wrote, that is absolutely disgusting. That is my first thought. Wait, who wouldn't? I don't think this is that big of a deal, guys. Uh, and... This is not here in the U.S., by the way. She She's from Mexico. Who would have your best interest more in line than your own father? I don't disagree with that for any other checkup. I have a cold. I have an ingrown toenail. I'm going to go they see my dad. They don't see it in a sexual way. It's just and another hoo-hoo. And that is just fine if that is where their mind frame is at. But there is a reason why everybody is freaking out about this because it's not, there are so many gynecologists in this world and I know you gotten in, you know, but I just don't think you would, that even, would, you would just have to dad. Hey, what are you having coffee in there? Hey, you want to run in here real quick? Just give me a quick check. Give me a once over. Yeah. A once and a, a once a month or once, once a quarter. So four times a year you get checked, which I think we should be able to have access anytime we want if we think something is funky going on with our body. No, you have to pay for it. Ah, The first time with your insurance, you don't. Anything after that, you do. So I can see why women don't go to their doctor until they have to. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's bring up A, B, C, D, E, everything that's been going on for the last year. I would be interested to see if anybody listening has had a family member as a doctor that did more than just said, you're well. You've got your annual and you wait and then they say, go ahead, have a seat. Uh, The doctor will be right with you. And the nurse gets you prepped. She throws you up in the stirrups. You're just hanging out and all of a sudden... 
Hi, Dad. Here comes your dad with one of those things around his head with a giant mirror on it, right? And you're like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, let me take a peek and see what's going on under the hood. This influencer in Mexico, she has so many followers, and all of them are scratching their heads like, why would you ever share this? Once a quarter... Her dad is her gynecologist. He will examine her. He's even found cases of her boyfriend cheating on her and giving her some diseases. And so Can you imagine walking in and that's your baby girl? I know. And she's just got bumps everywhere. I can't No, I can't imagine that. I don't know why she decided to share that, but evidently he has always been her doctor. Which you are right about the fact that who wants you to be in the best health? Your parents. I get that. But you want Greg digging around? I think maybe defer to a female coworker on that one, you know? Kate? And stop saying that. Kate, is this something that's been part of your life? You have a, a physician that's a, a, a family member? Um, so my father is an EMT. Oh. He drove ambulance for like several years. Okay. Um, and he, 100%, I will, after a doctor's visit or with a new medication or something, I'll call him up and say, hey, this is you know what my doctor's thinking, this is what he's prescribing. And yeah. like Johnny on it, he knows exactly like, yep, that's to treat this or that's to treat that. But I would never <laughs> feel comfortable in that situation. Yeah. That is, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know if she's trying to get more likes on Insta or what. Is. And Danny. if this is actually true, but she showed her dad's face. He was in the uh, exam room. He's probably in, got more business now too. In position. I don't know. I'd feel like he would lose business. Hey, Kate, after you run like you know, medications or anything past your dad and he gives you his honest take, I mean, is there anything that he's been, you know, like, hey, I don't know if I would do this or I'd get a second opinion where he's been like counter counterintuitive to what a doctor's thought for you? Um, He's always been like another opinion. Um, He I will be honest, he's not like that up with some of the new medications, but okay. he you know, if there's ever a procedure I've done um, or, you know, even with uh, delivery of my children, he's always he's not been in the room even. He's, you know, in the waiting room, but he'll explain to me like this is what they're going to do. This is why they're doing it. And, you know, but that's the extent he's never exam and that's kind of okay. good looking out especially when you're having a baby everything's happening so fast you're not mm-hmm. i mean even though you're prepped for as long as you are a lot of that stuff just flies out of your head and you're wondering what's going on what's this person doing when but- it comes to your potential child being born and uh i think everything goes out the window i would totally let a parent go and handle that for me but it's the quarterly gynecologist yep. appointments that kind of weird me out no. yeah. well, let's say hypothetically you're in the bathtub, Kate, and for some reason, you're taking a shower in your bathtub, but the plunger is left in there, and you slip and fall, and you have an unfortunate situation pop up. Do you go to dad first, or let's just say you get a Matchbox car lodged up in These there. These are all super specific and you, really weird. Do you go to shower? I know. I don't, <laughs> don't even try. I like to have toys around, okay? okay. Uh, but let's just say you slip and you fall, and a Matchbox car goes in the wrong spot. Do you call dad, or do you go to the ER? Uh, that'd be ER. Okay. I don't know. I, I wouldn't agree. feel comfortable. Nope. None of my family would ever know about that well, situation. That's. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, no, <laughs> that's uh, me secret. Good family looking reunions would be fun. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, can you imagine just getting matchbox cars for the rest of your life every Christmas? No. All right. Anyways, uh, thanks, Kate. We appreciate you. I hope you have a great morning. That is a very, very weird question, though. I, yeah. I, do th- I do know this. I grew up in a very, very small town, 
And I had a classmate whose dad was one of the two doctors we had in town. And I know for a fact that he was her doctor. Now, I, when she became a lady, yeah, I don't know if that was still a thing, but I remember being in elementary school with her mm-hmm. and she would get a scrape or whatever and she would go to her dad. And so that was a thing. That's normal. But I wonder if you're a the daughter of a doctor who maybe does full body exams, if you'd start seeing someone else when you get to be what age? Yeah, I would say uh, six period time. Oh, when you got a friend. Mm-hmm. What's trending? What's trending? Think of something that you ordered lately and you got the opposite of what you wanted. I am notorious for like just shopping and putting stuff in my cart, not reading all the details below. And then I get disappointed and uh, I just get upset with myself. This woman in Nashville, she took to TikTok and she had ordered a $275 Dolce & Gabbana ashtray because why not? Saks Fifth Avenue had a sale and that was the sale price. But when she opened it, it was something else. When I opened it, this is what I found. A can of tuna. <laughs> Albacore tuna. What? I don't know if in someone water? from the warehouse took it, but this is the most expensive can of tuna I've ever bought. Oh, that's oh great. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, she did not get her uh, Dolce & Gabbana ashtray. I ordered for Liam's new room, like I did a, a basketball theme, but like an, a more mature look, and he loves it. But I thought I was ordering these huge pillow shams that had an outline breakdown of a whole full court. They, they were pretty cool. And then they came, and they were just little accent pillow sizes, so maybe oh. 860. 16 by 8, you know, and I had <laughs> luckily, what are the odds? I had two pillows on our guest room bed that fit that dimension. So I just kind of swapped them out, but I need to read better. My wife is notorious about this because, and then what'll happen is she won't read, she doesn't read when it's supposed to be arriving. Yeah. And like the one thing that she ordered for Mexico, it's still in our cart and she ordered it and it says arriving mid to late March. I know. And I'm like, well, you didn't just cancel that. She's like, well, it might show up sooner. You know what that is? That's um, uh, a breakdown of being a prime member because you think everything's going to be here in 24 hours. You know, you just have that mentality. Not everything will. So what is the last thing that you ordered? And you got the opposite of what you wanted. That's never fun. Is this a real thing? This is really going to happen? Why would they email us a fake email? Why would they take time to get us all excited about this? Because they find it funny (laughs) to get me excited about something. Only well, they wouldn't do that to me. To having a complete rain cloud over my head for a matter of no. a month or two. That would be this company's MO. So on Friday, we got an email and I was like, no way. I have made it. Oh. We are getting our own action figures. And i they're only making a few through this the is- company upstairs. And I'm like, I love it. But our assignment is to figure out what we want in each hand. So I think they're hoping for like a microphone. Yeah, I'm not doing a microphone. And a morning I mean, that's mug. So stupid. Yeah, a cup of coffee and a microphone. The hell out of here. I got to think about it. So what of course the question was for you as a listener, what would you have in each hand? Ania, you got to grow up, girl. She said a hot dog and a cucumber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Crystal says a coffee in my purse. So half of that would be mine, Crystal. I would have a huge iced coffee and then what am I going to have in my other hand? Something that, would it be my phone? I think would it, it should be, accentuate what? what's part of your life away from the radio show okay. that we do. You know what I mean? Maybe like a, a, go, a go Bulldogs huge foam finger. Or a pillow. 
for Becker Bulldogs. We know how much you like to sleep. I don't like to sleep as much as you think I do. I sleep six hours a day. You talk about your Sundays, though, when you don't get off the couch. I can't hold the couch. Oh, they should have you on a couch. They could have they me on a couch. They could have you on a couch. I come with a couch. That would be great. I have accessories. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Maybe a little throw blanket. I'm all about that. Um, Jasmine, what would you go with here? If you were a superhero, and let's say we were going to make a, a, an action figure, you got to have two things, you know, one in each hand. What are you going with? Cell phone in one of the hands, obviously. Uh, fair enough, fair <laughs> um, enough. In my other hand, I'm probably going to have a book. A I love book. reading. I'm an avid reader. Yeah. You know, okay. listen, I think you can balance the social media and the scrolling with reading a good old fashioned book. Uh, boring, but good. All right. I got you. So what would you have? It would be two things that would accentuate like the characteristics of your life. You'd have one in each hand. Yeah. What would yours be? Keep it kind of clean and call us. Okay. So Katie says dumbbell and a whisk or a spatula. So oh. she must be a baker. Ethan says a Stanley would be one of those things. <laughs> uh, Corey, I'd have a beer in one hand, a hockey stick in the other. There you go. Joe L says mine would have to be a phone in one hand and then my dog leashes in the other. Oh. And Spencer says a fishing pole and a beer. I like it. What would We're going to learn a lot about people. We're going to make a, an action figure in your likeness. What would be the unique things that you would have? <laughs> Question I wanted to ask, though, today is where is the nastiest place that you've had to Relieve yourself. It was a number two emergency. You didn't want to go there, Mm -hmm. but you ended up having to rifle one off. I remember when I was really young, when I was working at Rainforest Cafe, there was this hot guy. His name was Ben. And I finally got invited over. Like It was almost like every other night, all the waitresses and waiters. At that point, I was just... uh, tour guide that is the the person that brings you to your table whether you're in the, the jungle hostess, room right? or whatever and so it, it, there were tears of coolness and then finally i made it to waitress and he was like hey you want to come join us for some uh drinks after work at my house i'm like sure and so all of us are there and we're partying and i'm like i have to go to the bathroom oh no and it was I, I walk in and it was like a murder scene, hair stubble everywhere. There was like just gross socks. I'm like, this guy is inviting people over all the time and never cleans up. And I remember the there were like butt crack stains on the back of the oh, toilet. No Lysol wipes anywhere. The tub was disgusting and had a ring around it. So either water backs up or he's good with bathing like that. It was so much. And that instantly turned me off of him. Like, every time I saw him after that, I was like, ugh, gross. My dad used to hire me out to other farmers throughout the summer, and you I'd have to go. with that ba- <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd have to, you know, bale hair or ride beans or whatever. And one of his high school friends had a huge crop farm. Okay. And one of the things they would do when they bailed is they would get, uh, they would bring wagons in, and they'd have the one that was, like, on their property, the barn that was on their property. That would get full, but they had way more hay than that. So they had bought the farm next to them years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. and they used that barn, and they had torn down the house. There was nothing there. It was just the barn, and all they did was stack hay in it. Well, it, that was two, three miles from the other house and I, everything like that. And I was stuck in there, and they'd bring the—and I had to poop so bad. <laughs> I'm in the hayloft. There is not a bathroom anywhere around. Yeah. And— I wasn't, I realized at the time when it hit, I wasn't going to get down the ladder and I wasn't going to get out of the loft. Mm -hmm. So I had to poop in kind of the corner of the loft. Now 
you're standing around and the softest thing around is a hay bale. You've got nothing to wipe with. Horrible options. So I had to take off my flannel shirt and then I realized, well, if you're not wearing anything on your arms, you're going to get cut up when you're bailing. Yeah. So I ripped the bottom of my shirt off all the way around. So I'm bare bellied flannel shirt because I needed something to wipe with. Because think about that. If you got a couple more hours up there and you got a spot that's not cleaned out, that's going to faster. You're going to have an infection. It's going to get nasty. (laughs) And so on hindsight, I should have just taken off my underwear and used those. But I ripped my shirt, used that, tucked it away in the corner. So I pooped in a hayloft. Mm. I had a friend that went to Malaysia. And she, they only have standing up toilets. I don't know how that works. I don't know how, well, squatting is actually the best for your body. Like you will get all the waste out if you are in that position here in the U.S. We don't have squatty potty. Those are amazing. We have that in our basement bathroom, but like you literally have to, you'll have your knees up by your ears to get it all in there. For women, it's extremely tough, but she had messaged us a picture and it was no go. It was just well, you wonder why so everywhere. many people die from dysentery and anything in, the, yeah. in third world countries. Tuesday morning. Does love mean showering with your girlfriend's mother? We'll talk about that with an interesting email we got from a listener and $2,000 for you at 730 Tuesday morning. Let's get you back into the rest of the podcast now. Mrs. X, good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. How you are had you? A, great. You had a very entertaining story that you texted in and we always encourage people to call in because we always have so many questions. This is your daughter, right? Baby X. Baby X. This is this is me. This is me. Oh, you did this. Yes, I'm I'm the baby. Yes. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Okay. It gets got even it. better now. So uh let's set the scene. Where did this uh this poop fraction happen? It was middle school. I had just started middle school. Okay. <laughs> I was in fifth grade. Okay. And I struggled with constipation, like chronic constipation. Sure. And you know, when you're constipated, your poop tends to be like rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> and huge. <laughs> you know, I, I had to go because I was taking Merlax at the time. Okay. So when this giant freaking rock hard log comes out, <laughs> I was nervous to make the toilet in the middle school overflow. Okay, yep. So... It was just about to overflow, so you know I had to use my bare hands. Oh because- my god! <laughs> is your mom sitting right next yeah. to you, making you call and tell the yeah, story? Yes. yes. <laughs> and oh my god! I didn't want the toilet to overflow, so I picked it up with my bare hands and I put it in the tampon. <laughs> because there was <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't want to cause any unnecessary trouble for the janitor. I got that. Your heart was in the right place, yeah, but can you imagine? Empty the tampon box. I know. A giant petrified poo. Did you at least put it in one of the brown bags that were in there? Oh no, it was a clear bag. Oh, okay, yeah, but you put it in so a, bla- a bag. That's good. Would you have a peanut in there? Yeah, it was in a bag. And wow. uh, how long do you wash your hands after something like this? I mean, because it never really comes <laughs> off, right? It's like shame. Oh no, it never comes off. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I always remind her about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for you to join this part of our show. It's called OPP. We were talking with Eric uh, about three or four minutes ago and to kind of summarize what's going on in his life, he's talking about his girlfriend here. She's been hitting the gym pretty hard the past couple months, which I love and, and, and she loves, and I think she's feeling 
uh, a lot more confident. She lost some weight. She's getting some tone. All that's great, but um, she's been dressing differently. You know, she kind of has new outfits that she she wears to the gym a lot, takes a lot of selfies, and I mean, yeah, it, it kind of makes me feel some kind of like I I know I know how guys are at the gym, you know, and I just I worry that it's going to be some unwanted attention. Right. So with all that said. How would you feel? You're his girlfriend. You are looking great. You put in the work. I can tell you wearing clothes that you have not been able to wear in a while. That elevates your confidence. And um, I don't think you should be made to feel like you shouldn't wear them. It's a huge accomplishment to lose a bunch of weight and get fit. But I think as a partner, you got to match the energy or you do have something to be worried about. So, Taylor, imagine this is you. You lose the weight. You're looking great. You're dressing pretty sexy at the gym. And he's just like, I don't know how I... How would you want to be approached without this being, like, you know, counterproductive? Hey, um, so I kind of agree with Kat. Um, but I also wanted to say that I've kind of been through this. And I feel like it might just wear off after a might a little bit of time okay. for me, it was like I was just feeling myself, taking those selfies, buying clothes that I couldn't fit in before. Yeah. And then after like a couple months of just like getting used to my new body, that kind of not went away, but I just got more confident with who I was and then I didn't have to do that as much. So time is of the essence, sense. I think, because if she does start getting that attention that Eric's not giving her at home and maybe she's getting it at the gym. You can see the appeal, right? You walk by and people are saying nice stuff to you. Yeah, for sure. But also like as if he's, if he's actually validating her at home and it could just be like her trying to express herself outside of that relationship and maybe not even like in a romantic way, but just like, I like how I feel now. What was your support system like when, when you, when you went through this? I mean, did you have friends? Did you have somebody in your life that you were, you know, romantically involved with? How did they treat you? Um, it wasn't great, but that was a whole separate relationship issue outside of the looks kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But I had a good friends and family support system, so it wasn't it wasn't so much of me looking to fulfill it romantically. It was just like I feel so good about myself and I want to like enjoy it, but yeah. it wasn't for anyone but me. And, and don't you agree? Like with women, how we dress, we kind of dress for other women and ourselves. I don't know if I ever Absolutely. dress for other I don't guys. Put on makeup or wait. Yeah, yeah. No, it's for me. And then when women comment on it, I'm like, yeah, yes, girl. Hello. <laughs> there's so much more. I, I, there's so much more to a compliment from another woman. That's why it's so important. Like if you see a woman and her hair looks fly, or she's got great makeup, or her butt looks great in jeans. It goes a yeah. mile if this another is woman so says it. So polar opposite for guys. Like if a guy if a guy came up to me at the gym today and he was like, "I know, dude, you look swole," I'd be like, "Get away!" <laughs> like, I, I am taken. Yeah, that's, that's not a thing. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate your thoughts on this, especially since it's uh, hitting pretty close to home. Hey, Deb, I got time for one more. How would this? Uh, how would you approach this? You know what I mean? Like if this was your your girlfriend or your wife. Well, I would have him reach out to a mental health. Um, person because this is totally an Eric issue. Okay. This should not even be addressed at all to her because she's feeling good. She's looking good. It's hard work to get in that. And if he has trouble with that, that's a he problem, not a she problem. And I think it's slightly he mentioned that it's, you know, him with all these thoughts that she's not giving him any feeling like she's cheating or anything like that. So I think Eric would be open to maybe check him within 
before you project yes. out to her and make her because sometimes you can't undo that, you know? Yeah, we also don't know his history. I mean, has he lost, uh, you know, hot girlfriends because, you know, too many guys were pushing up on don't it? Don't carry a relationship huh? into a... Just, uh, that means you're listen, not ready. Everybody if, does. That's part of your psyche. Then you're not ready. If you are going to bring that paranoia, it will destroy you. It will not make for a healthy relationship. So do you for a little bit. Hey, Deb, you want to have a push-up contest for 20 bucks? Oh, my God, Deb, don't do it again. No, I couldn't do it. Okay. Well, it's on you. Have a great morning. Thanks for checking in. (laughs) Demi's making the pottery. She feels his presence. Now that that's so far behind us, she said she kept all the pottery she made. Um, in remembrance of her good times. Yeah, there. I mean, but was, I know that they had they had a little bit of a connection that she was like, I, I can't deny that there wasn't chemistry. So maybe she kept it to remember Patrick. Who I, knows? I thought this would be kind of interesting to open up. What have you kept from a previous relationship? If it's a previous relationship, odds are pretty good. It ended for yeah. whatever reason, but you still have it. What do you have? Um, I had a huge Nike sweatshirt that I had from high school all the way until, I don't know, maybe Liam was born. So a good 10, 11 years. That would have gone through three other relationships. So I wore that sweatshirt from my high school boyfriend for three other relationships after that. I would never say, mm, I'm wearing this because it's his. I just wore it because it was so comfortable. Right now. But did you think of him every time he put it on? Um. I mean, it would Probably. be like, oh, I'm putting on his sweatshirt, but I wouldn't feel any guilt because it was cute and comfortable. So even though you were a thief and that was a punishable crime, you didn't feel no. any guilt. No, he willingly let me wear it. But then also in our cabinet right now is a cup with the initials of my ex fiance Why do you keep that around? I don't know. It's like a big stein almost. He got it for being in a wedding and they gave it to him as like a personalized gift for being in the wedding. And so it's there and we just drink out of it. I never like drink out of it and long for him because he's such a turd. You've moved how many times and could have just thrown it away. I know. And I'm sure if Derek has our show on like normal, he's in the kitchen, go ahead and toss it if you want to. It's not that big of a deal. It's just an extra cup. Danielle, what do you have from a previous relationship that most people would think is kind of silly? Um, I tend to keep a lot of memorabilia. I have, like, movie tickets for movies I went to a date. I have fans from Lake Superior when I went to Lake Superior. Yeah. Um, I have a party pass from when I went with um, someone who I was interested in. We didn't date, actually, but um, went to the quarries and things about it, and I kept a little ticket. You, um, you kept a parking pass from a day date at the quarries? Yeah. Uh, do you have it in a cute little floral box under your bed, or where do you keep all of these? Tickets and receipts. Um, I tend to keep all my memorabilia stuff in a little box um, on my like. I have one of those like three-tier tote type things you get at Walmart. Yeah. Organization, and I kind of keep it on top of there. I actually even have a wedding belt from my wedding, and I'm now divorced. Okay. Um, and I have like our cake topper in there too. All right. When you well, say this out loud, does it get creepy to you at all? I think there's hair in there, maybe. No teeth. Ditch it. There's no hair. No, Okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, it works for you. That's yeah, fine. I can't imagine if this marriage goes south, I'm going to keep too many things yeah. that meant something to us. But, Are you uh, kidding me? You have three kids? Well, I, you decades of keep being the together? kids, right? But then I'm just kind of moving on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hi, Pam. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Tell me something you have from a previous relationship that uh, most of us might think is a little weird. Um, he gave me his class ring. Okay. 
And we don't do that anymore, do we? Nobody. I mean, Nobody I think they have that? the option, but none of my kids got one. Okay. And, uh, and where, where is that right now? You don't wear it, do you? No, no, no. This was from high school, obviously, a long time ago, and I still have it in a drawer. Okay. And where's that guy now? Well, he actually died <gasps> a few years ago. I saw it on Facebook. I hadn't been in touch with him, obviously, for many years, yeah. and I saw that he, he had died, so... I guess he never wants it back. Yeah, and he's never going to get it back now. I mean, you got to do some heinous things to get this back to him now. Bad. Um, and uh, and it'll just sit in your drawer, and you'll think of it how often? Not very often. Okay. Really. So you hear somebody talking about it on the radio, and then you melt like, it down, make some money. Yeah. Could it be worth anything? I guess. I don't know. I think he would want you to melt it down and take that money and get some gummies. That's what I think he would want you to do. Have a nice little thoughtful yeah, moment. You can sit around a fire, get a little buzz, you'd be good to go. Tell some tales about yeah, him. Yeah, some whoppers. The Kansas City Chiefs, they defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to in overtime. The seventh longest game in the history of the NFL was one of the most memorable ones as well. And the Chiefs, you might as well say it right now, they have their dynasty. Uh, I went to bed at 8.30 because I was like, this is no! a borophil. Yeah. I put Liam to bed, I went to bed, and then Derek's like, I'm going to stay up. And then he woke up with me this morning. fun finish. He's like, that was so cool. I I missed, and I feel so bad about this, the Patrick Mahomes sticker that is weirding out the world. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like rivaling Kawhi Leonard? Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. I love that. Someone's got to put that as their ringtone. Oh, it'll get there today. All right. So a high school art teacher just trying to make some cash. We know that teachers do not make enough money, but you cannot have your students create these amazing works of art so you can sell them online. I'm extremely disgusted with this person. Unbelievable. Is this the teacher asking for certain type of projects to be done to be able to, you know, sell them? This is something that they did, that they put their heart and their soul in the artwork. You know, they get an A, a B, a C or a D on it, but he's getting $118 in his pocket. Oh, God, it's 118 So here's the deal. I'm not even mad about this. I think they should. I think if you're an art teacher and these kids are in there burning up your supplies and everything yeah. else, that should be money that goes back into the program, and you should get a finder's fee out of the deal. I think they should say, here are my receipts from the last uh, you know, trip to Hobby Lobby or Michael's, and I'll take this, and then whatever's left, I'm going to throw a pizza party for I my class. I think it is an absolute incentive for an art teacher to be the best art teacher, because yes. your kids are putting out the best art, and you can make some money off it. I'm all for it, That man. is the best bird uh, bird house, best. Uh, what did you have? Did you ever have to make a uh, toolkit or I a made tool? an ashtray for my uncle? Uh, um, and, I was uh, telling Liam <laughs> they were making some jewelry pots or whatever. This little girl Ava that I drive, she made a cute little jewelry pot for her mom for Christmas, and I was like, you know, Ava, back in the day, our classes we had to make ashtrays, ashtrays for, for our, our crazy aunts that were Real trying to thing. get Marlboro stickers to get right. their yeah, you get, get the their little carry along points yep. and everything. Yeah. 